Hi there, I am glad you joined us. Today I'm gonna to be talking about this article that I've seen posted quite a few times on Facebook called The Disastrous Decline in Author Income Isn't Just Amazon's Fault. It is put out by Electric Lit, which I actually hadn't heard of before, but a lot of people are posting and or talking about this article and I wanted to address it. So this article is drawing information from the Authors Guild survey from 2019, and basically it's showing author earnings are down. So let me read you a couple of the quotes. It says that income from writing has dropped 42% in the past 10 years. So most writers, the average is $6,000 a year the writers are making. And then it's has this quote here, meaning it's impossible to make a living from writing books. So I'm going to totally take the difference with that. Because I know many, many, many indie authors who are making a great living from writing their books. But there is some interesting uh, hypotheses in this article as to why the value of books is dropping that I feel is worth addressing. So I'm hardly ever and maybe never going to jump onto the sky is falling bandwagon. I feel like these kinds of articles come up all the time in the author space. People can get really worried. Your uncle's going to see this and talk to you about it in your Thanksgiving dinner and say, man, I hear that all authors are starving when that's not the case. So I don't want to perpetuate this article like some people are in the the sky is falling kind of way. So I wanted to just address that. For every author who's earning just a few hundred bucks is an author who's earning $100,000 a year or more. And it is possible to make a living from your writing. So that being said, the author of this article has some really interesting things to say as to why they think that authors are not doing as well financially as they used to. So they're talking a lot about how readers are feeling so entitled to getting free books, which I think in the digital space is totally true. So readers are paying less for books because they do not value the cost of a book. So if you think about, you know, when I was growing up to get a book, you either bought the book or you borrowed the book from your library. Either way, that book was purchased at some point by the author. It was a physical item that needed to be purchased. But now with everything, not everything, but with so much of book sales being digital, the reader doesn't have this intrinsic value that they assign to the book because it's so easy to find free eBooks online. Some of that I'm going to, go so far as to say is our fault as the authors. So I have totally done this too. And I want to talk about this problem of having our work devalued. And we've kind of perpetuated this. And so I don't want to get too heavy handed and saying, okay, authors, well, you made your bed now lie in it. I really don't because this is a problem that readers are not valuing our work and, and not everybody individually has contributed to it. So I'm not trying to shift blame or blame isn't due, but I do want to talk about how we can try to curtail in a way this sort of mindset. So A, we need to just recognize 
there are always going to be people who want everything for free. So that's just kind of the climate that we're in right now. And it's not worth lamenting those kinds of readers. What it is worth doing is not catering to those kinds of readers, not attracting only those kinds of readers, and making sure that we're attracting people who value books for their worth and that we're valuing our books for their worth. So let's talk about the problem, first of all. So this article talks a lot about how because of everything being digital or so many things being digital, people don't see the intrinsic monetary value of a book. They can, you know, read for free online. So they think to yourselves, they think to themselves, why would I bother paying for books when I could get books free? So we need to just recognize, like I said, there are going to be readers who do not want to pay money for books. And we need to find a way to reach the readers who are fine paying money for books. So a couple years ago, Permafree was a very valid and viable option for authors to get discovered. It was a great tactic to make book one in your series free and then see a, a increase in sales in all your other books. But what I found is the market has gotten so saturated with free books and some people only read free books. And so the read-through rate going from free to paid is really not all that viable. This is the same even for 99 cents. I had a 99 cent book book featured deal for book one in my nine book suspense series. Only about five to 10% of people who bought the book when it was 99 cents went on to buy the next book, which was at 3.99. So in the end, that that deal didn't do well. I'm not going to submit that book for a book book feature deal anymore. It's better for me to take the same money I would have sent to BookBub and just run my ads for book one at full price because the read through is so much better. So my focus right now is focusing on readers who are willing to pay for book one. And so that's why book one is the same price as all the other books. Now I totally get that we're concerned about visibility and things like that. And I think what it boils down to are some of our own limiting beliefs. If you have a limiting belief that says, I'm a new author, nobody's going to read me unless my book is free or 99 cents, you're not valuing your book enough. And so it wouldn't be right for you to expect others to value your book that much. One of the things I found, this is super interesting, I ran two different Facebook ads when that book I mentioned was 99 cents. One didn't mention the price at all. And one right there in the headline, the biggest part of the text said, you know, buy now for 99 cents this week only. That ad did a lot worse than the one where the price wasn't mentioned at all. Because I think people have gotten programs to think of Free readers have gotten programmed to think of free books or 99 cent books as the cheap ones. So the readers that you want are the readers who are willing to pay full price for your books. The other readers, they might give you an ego boost if, you know, you get your book up to number five in the free store or something like that, but they are not the readers who are going to sustain your career. And so 
Right now, I really am encouraging authors that I talk to. Now, I know each case is totally different. Some people are still doing great with Permafree. Some people are doing great with 99 cents. Each person's case is individual. And I don't like saying you must do this to be successful. But when I work with authors one-on-one, I can't yet think of a time when I have told someone, yeah, it looks like you definitely should keep this book free or you definitely should keep this book 99 cents. I feel like the shift is getting so that the dichotomy between free and bargain readers and full price readers is widening. So like I said, there are, there are some people who are only going to pay 99 cents or less for a book. And in my mind, and this might sound a little harsh, in my mind, those aren't the readers that you want to attract because it's really hard to make a living with 99 cent books. Now, could be slightly different if you're in KU and you're getting a lot of revenue from page reads and things like that. So there's always going to be exceptions to what I say. And you know your numbers, you know your books, and you know your audience the best. But a lot of authors are making their books cheap or free because they think that's the only way they can gain visibility. And so I think that it kind of is turning into a self-fulfilling prophecy. Their mindset is readers are only going to pay 99 cents for this book. And then that's true. Readers are only going to pay 99 cents for their book. So if their other books are listed at full price, those readers aren't going to pay. I feel really strongly with my own books that I am shifting toward higher prices because those are the readers that I want to attract. Those are the readers I want to keep. Those are the readers that are going to help me have a sustaining, sustainful, sustained, there's the word, I knew it was going to come, a sustained writing career. And so I've got one series still at $3.99. Everything else is $4.99. I'm probably going to move up that series pretty soon. Also, I'm just waiting for kind of my numbers to even out so I can get my data really clear of where it is at $3.99. My gut tells me, and anecdotally, I've heard from other authors, that if a reader's willing to pay $3.99 for a book, they're willing to pay $4.99 for a book. So I expect not to see a decrease in sales, but to definitely see an increase in revenue when I go up to $4.99. I will keep you posted on that. But for me, the reason to do this is twofold. A, it is to show that I believe in my books. I don't think that I need to have my books at bargain prices to make people want to read them. And that's all mindset. You can have a brand new book that's just released with no reviews, no rank yet, and you can still believe that wholeheartedly in your book to put it at full price. Another thing I didn't want to do is to train my readers to hold out for discounts. So what I used to do is I would either um, put it at 99 cent pre-order because again, my thought was they're only going to buy this if it's 99 cents or even worse, I would put the pre-order at full price. And then like a week or two after it was published, I'd lower it to 99 cents. And that didn't seem fair because then I was, you know, charging people a higher price and then dropping it right away. And what I didn't want people to do is to get an email from me saying, hey, my book's out. They click on the link and say, oh, it's $2.99 right now, but she always drops it to 99 cents pretty soon. So I'm going to wait until she does that. So I am moving more and more away from 
running 99 cent deals. I haven't done perma-free in quite a while either. I'm not saying I'm never going to do these things. I'm just saying that in general, my philosophy is moving away from these because I want to show that I value my books. And I also, like I said, I want to attract the readers who are okay paying full price for a book. Now, I feel a little bit weird saying that because I think in some people's minds, they can distort that and say like, oh, well, she doesn't like people who can't afford books or anything like that. And no, that's not the case. Um, I am super happy. I always have my books in the you know, the library options and things like that. There are definitely ways. So I'm not punishing you know, people who truly, truly can't afford. But basically, in general, I just want to attract the people who are willing to pay full price for my books. So half of it I'm doing for me and my own mindset to show, yes, I believe that my books are worth full price. And some of it I'm doing kind of for my readers. Hey, I'm looking for readers who are willing to pay for books. These are the kind of people I want to have. So let's talk to about how to handle the people who are the freebie seekers. So if you've been an author, you probably have gotten these kinds of emails. Hey, I can't afford your book. Can you send it to me free? What do you do with that? Or any variation thereof. Now, when I first started out, I was so eager for people to like my books that basically anytime anybody asked me for anything, I'd be like, oh yes, please, I will give you my book. Now, Every once in a while, if it seems like extenuating circumstances, I will invite someone like that to join my review team. I'll say, hey, I'm sorry, I don't have any free things out right now. But if you join my review team, um, you can start requesting books to review. But in general, I don't do that either. Um, What I do do, I have lots of free books. So basically, if you're on my email list, you get three free books, free novels when you sign up for my email list. Over the next year, I've got a really long automated sequence. So over the next year, you're going to end up getting at least two or three other free books. In my mind, that's plenty. (laughs) So you can love my books. You can be a fan. You can get five or six free books over the course of the year. Just by being on my email list, to me, I feel totally fine just with that. So that's how I deal with the people who are like, hey, I need this book for free. I'll say, okay, you can request it from your library or get on my email list. You'll get some of these books for free. And when it's on sale, I'll let you know. There are ways to handle those kinds of emails diplomatically. I think it's also okay to just ignore them. It's totally up to you. Use your judgment. You know, sometimes I have invited people, like I said, to be on my review team because they truly are fans. They truly cannot afford the books. And I know that they're going to help spread the word. But that, again, is not my default suggestion anymore. My default suggestion used to always be, oh, well, here, let me give you a whole bunch of free books. Just promise to leave reviews. And then I'd never hear from these people again. And again, that was devaluing both in their eyes and in my eyes. It was not assigning the right value to these books. So I hope you're saying so much of this really is just a mindset issue. It's really not so much the dollars and cents behind it, but in your own mind, are you valuing your book? There was, um, you know, that Facebook test I ran that I mentioned where in one of the ads, I was really emphasizing, hey, this book's only 99 cents. You want to get it right now? And then there was the other one that didn't mention the price at all. I felt so much better with the other one anyway, because I want people to want to read that book because it sounds like a great book. I don't want to have to say, you know what, my book 
it's free. Please go get it. Or my book, it's only 99 cents. Please go get it. I totally agree. There's a place for 99 cent sales and all of that. Again, none of these are blanket statements of how you always have to do it. I just want to explain why I'm moving farther and farther away from the perma-free mindset, the 99 cent mindset, the 2.99, 3.99 mindset. Um, because I value my work, I want readers who value my work, and to me, that's that's what matters. So, what you take with this information is totally up to you. Like I said, there are definitely circumstances where perma-free can still work great, or 99 cents can still work great. But again. Even if it's working great for you, I also just want you to check your mindset and make sure you're not doing it because you feel like that's the only way that you're going to get new readers. So just something to keep in mind. The thing that I like now, so it used to be like a couple years ago, like I said, when Permafree was such a big deal, it really was like the quickest way to get new readers. But now you can run ads on Facebook, Amazon, BookBub. There's all these platforms and it's almost always more cost-effective to run ads on a full-priced book than a 99-cent book. So again, please don't take this to say, Alana doesn't ever want to put her books free or at 99 cents. I'm just saying I'm making a shift away from that. Here's why. Again, I also want to emphasize that when the author of this article that we talked about at the beginning says it's impossible to make a living with your writing, they're wrong. You can make a living with your writing. If you're interested in some of the ads trainings I've got, I now have courses on BookBub click ads, Amazon ads, and Facebook ads. I think for me, the mind shift of moving away from perma-free and 99 cents also happened when I started running ads because before I was running ads, it really felt like I couldn't find an audience unless my book was you know free or super cheap. But now that I'm running ads, that's almost like, especially Facebook, it's almost um, a never ending audience. Like there are so many people there and so many permutations of how you can target your ads. You're not going to run out of readers to find. And it's more cost effective anyway to be running ads to a full price book. It's going to give you better read-through rates because if you're only targeting readers who like the super cheap books, then later on when you have full price books, they're going to be less likely to buy. So for all these reasons, I really recommend shifting away from the super cheap or perma-free, but again, there probably are great great times where it can work for you. Your, your mileage may vary, like they say. I just want to share why I've made the decisions that I have. And I'm going to keep my eye on the industry so that if and when things do change, I will be here to let you know about it. So thanks again for tuning in. I wish you amazing book sales today, amazing inspiration in your writing, and we'll talk to you soon.